You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Hey friends, this week we are talking about imagination. And this is an interesting one to start with because it is one of the four cores of the creative. Like I've mentioned, the four are imagination, which we're talking about today, skills, heart, and systems. Over the next four weeks, we're going through each of those as part of our larger series about what exactly is a healthy creative team. So what imagination represents is the ability to dream, the ability to explore, uh, the ability to, you know, when I originally kind of thought up these terms, <laughs> it, was, it was looking into the sky and seeing something in a cloud. You know, it's that kind of an idea where you have the ability to think abstractly to uh, find an unconventional path from point A to point B to solve problems in unique and, um, you know, some might say abnormal ways, but um, just ways that are different than the vast majority of people in terms of how they solve problems. This is separate from, you know, understanding how social media algorithms work. Like, that's not imagination. This is the dreamy side of things. This is when you talk to somebody and you're there, you, you know, you say, hey, I'm thinking about this idea. Um, here are kind of some of the things I'm thinking about. And they're like, ooh, you know what that reminds me of? That Man, that makes me think of this. And it's like, okay, I mean, I guess a, a floating neon pinata could, could work in this situation. Like that's imagination. And the reason it's important is because creatives uh, have it. <laughs> they, they live in this world. They, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a bodily need, if that makes sense. So like you need to eat in order to stay nourished. You need a drink to stay hydrated. You need to move around to keep your body working. Imagination is kind of like a muscle that the creative has that has to be flexed. And, and one of the fastest ways to create an unhealthy environment for your team is to not allow your creatives to speak and to flex this muscle. It doesn't mean that every idea has to be implemented, not at all. What it means though, is that the creative needs to feel safe enough to be able and willing to share their ideas. That means they need to be respected to some degree. It means that they need to be heard on some level. It means that they, they need to be given the opportunity of a conversation. So practical example, one year, we created a piece that was very different from the normative culture of our church. We were trying to tell an artistic story through a series intro for our Easter services. And so we filmed it, we you know, got as much permission as we could, and we ran it in the service. The first thing that I heard the next on Monday morning was, wow, that was, that was a thing, wasn't it? So what that did for me is that said, this place isn't interested in my voice. This place doesn't want to hear my ideas. This place doesn't want what I bring to the table in terms of a, being a creative. They want me to just fall in line with the, the, the already normative thinking that exists here and not challenge ideas, not think differently. And so that was, that was a lot to read in. So I understand you may be sitting there being like, I don't, it feels like a little bit much to be reading. I get it. But that is what imagination is all about when it comes to the creative. We have to have the opportunity to explore some of these things 
or else we will feel like we don't have a place in the organization. It's kind of like having a spiritual gift that the organization doesn't want or need. So if you have the gift of teaching and there is no teaching opportunity for you, it's, it's acutely frustrating. I'm not equating spiritual gifts and imagination to be the same thing, but, but it helps understand why there is such angst that brews. So some of the things that, that I see as indicators is whether or not there is, is a rich environment for imagination in a team. It's things like how, ma- how many uh, ideas are being initiated from the creative team? Like, are those things coming out from them? Uh, or is it the, the ministry team going to the creatives and saying, do these things for me? What does that dialogue look like? What does that conversation look like? Are the creatives, um, are, they, are they proactive with their ideas? Like, can a creative come to the student ministries person and say, hey, I got this new idea. I got this idea for an event that you're doing. Or, hey, I, I, you know, I saw that you guys are doing such and such. I think it'd be really interesting if you considered approaching it this way. Is that the way it happens? Or is it reactive, meaning ministry leader comes to the creative team, and then the creative team says, oh, man, this is not, this is not going to be good. Um, this is a bad idea. This is kind of a cheesy solution. Uh, what I mean, what if you try doing this instead? Or, or you know, in the worst case scenario, that's a terrible idea. Here's mine instead. You know, that's a little bit more of the kind of the harsh, kind of rude way to say the same thing. But, but functionally, you know, are they? Do they have to defend things with ideas? Like, is that where their ideas come out? Or are they able to be proactive and share them? Um, I also feel like this shows up a lot in in these situations in terms of where ideas come from. If your creative team doesn't like it when other people outside the team uh, bring ideas to the table, it's likely an indicator that the creative team themselves don't feel like they're being heard, that their ideas are being you know registered, they're not registering with people. And so those are some of the ways that that this imagination thing kind of plays out um, when when you're looking at this and you're trying to assess, you know, is there a problem in terms of the imagination part of our organization, of our creative team? The things that I always look to is I look to how argumentative they are. If you suggest something, are they arguing against your idea? In some cases, they're arguing before you're finished. <laughs> you know, you're, I mean, I was thinking, what if we called the series? Well, I think it's a dumb idea. Well, okay, you haven't even heard the name yet. You know, is it that kind of a thing? Is there is there such a, a, a quickness to challenge and disagree? That's usually an indication that their ideas aren't being heard or they feel like their ideas aren't being heard. Um, another thing that kind of jumps to my mind is, and this is, this is a little bit further down the road. Like this is, this is, you, you know, it's been a, an unhealthy situation for a while, but creatives fight for insignificant things. Uh, there've been a lot of times for me where I felt like I'm kind of at the end of my rope in the sense that I don't have enough else to fight for. And so the only thing I can go to bat for is what font is on this postcard. At the end of the day, as long as readability is not an issue, it doesn't matter. Uh, but if, if you don't feel like you have any other voice, I mean, that's kind of where you go. So if you're seeing that a lot in your team, if you're, if you're, if there's a lot of angst around things that really just seem insignificant, there's a good chance that your team doesn't feel like they're being heard, which is really a threat to their ability to kind of let their imagination run and grow and, and flex. Now, on the flip side, that's kind of some examples of what, what it looks like when this isn't working or when it's out of balance. On the flip side here, this is where you see so much optimism in the dreaming of the creative team. 
I mean, this is where ideas get crazy. And that's a good thing. I mean, I, sometimes there's, there's probably a perception that, you know, the creatives are the most unrealistic people in the room in terms of what they're trying to, you know, to accomplish. In a lot of ways, that's a good indicator that things are working well. Now, you obviously have to rein it in at some point, and there has to be a pragmatic layer to what's going on. But when your creative team is saying things like, you know, I, I wonder how much we can pull off. Do you think we can do all of this? Huh. What? What if we also did, you know, things like that where where the projects begin, in a sense, they begin to balloon, but they begin to balloon with dreaming and with uh, with ambition. You know, I always look at ambition and imagination as the same. I look at uh, imagination as kind of the creative version of vision. And so vision vision is simply casting, you know, when you cast vision, you're telling a story that has not happened yet. You're saying... In five years, we want our church to be this. Okay, well, that hasn't happened yet. So you're you're just dreaming. This is just your imagination right now. And so that's that's kind of the the place that this stuff lives. What if we I I wonder if we could, you know, it's that kind of thinking. And so you'll hear that a lot on a team that's healthy in this in this space. Uh, the other thing that's a real hallmark for me of this is that everyone's ideas are considered. You know, there, there's such a like a gatekeeperness that develops with ideas in an unhealthy culture. In some cases, this stems from the top. In some cases, look, if the senior pastor says it, we're doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not the first person to tell you this, but senior pastors have really stupid ideas sometimes too. Like we all do. And, and that's okay that we do. The, the unhealth comes when we're not allowed to say that that's true. I've had horrible ideas. And I'm, I'm fortunate that I've had people around me who are willing to call me out, <laughs> but, but not everybody is, you know, I think back over the years of, of ministry and I think, man, there's some really good people in my life that said, man, that's a dumb idea. Don't do that. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. So why, why would we not do that for others as well? Obviously say it a little different unless you're like, you know, real, real good friends or something. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you really do need to consider ideas from everywhere. If you're not doing that, that's a real that's a real issue. And so that's what I would put up as kind of a when this is working, ideas are flowing and and there is no, you know, I don't know, there's an ownership, but there's not there's not an ownership at the same time. Because this is a collective group, you know. I, I just think back to brainstorming for a Christmas Eve service. Come up with a plan. It's not a single person's plan. We lose we lose track really quickly of whose idea it was because usually one person elevates an idea and then another person riffs off of it and then another person refines that and then another person has a derivative version of that. And the reality is the first person saw this on an, you know from a church the previous year or something. So all of these ideas are just, you know, versions of similar thoughts. Yeah. And so so when when that's working, when imagination is healthy, Everybody can participate in the idea process. Everybody can participate in the dreaming and scheming, and, and that's a good thing. So what I like to do when it comes to imagination, you know, obviously, okay, so we have a sense of what it is. We have a sense of what some of the problems might be in that, you know, in that environment, what it might look like if imagination is not, not really healthy. Uh, and then when it is working, we have a, a little picture into that. But, but there's kind of a so what at the end of this. So what do we do if we find that imagination is a problem on our team? Well, there's two clear pathways for me. The first is this. You need to assess if the people that you're working with are actually strong in this in the first place. 
Uh, I have had situations where there are creatives who have been in a role and they actually are not very good at imagination. I like to think through the lens of how I repair cars. When somebody can hear what's wrong with your car and say, I know what the issue is. So that's, that's a person, that's a creative person who has imagination. I hear what you're saying. I hear the project, you know, requirements, the brief, whatever, the stuff you're giving me to operate off of. And I picture a solution in my head and I know how to get there. So that's imagination. Low imagination is when you are faced with a car that's broken in your driveway for six months and then you finally look on YouTube what some of the problems might be and then you operate. You simply execute what the YouTube video is telling you and then you just hope that it works. Okay, that is what it looks like to not have the ability to be low in imagination. You actually have people in the creative profession that are a little bit more of like operators. You know, They know how to use the, the software. They know how to use the computer. They're technically proficient, but they are not what you would perceive to be or what you would call creative. They are low imagination. So there's a, there's a chance that if, you're, if your creative team is suffering in the area of imagination, it may be that there are actually not enough people on your team that are high in imagination. So that's a reality. So that's one path. One path is the people that are in your team aren't strong in this you know, ability. They, they don't have that kind of creative, dreaming, visionary type of creativity. So that's one side. The other issue here tends to be a lot more connected uh, to sometimes to clarity of vision. I think that's a, a piece of it. Like, what is the mission of the church? Like, where are we going as a church? Sometimes leadership doesn't have a clear picture or isn't very good at communicating that picture. Or one more option, uh, which I find actually to be very true uh, as well, is that leadership doesn't feel comfortable sharing that vision with people uh, outside of an org structure. So the pastors need to know, but the, the directors or the, you know, the designers, they don't even know. Com needs to know. <laughs> the creative team needs to know. If you hope to have this team be a mouthpiece for the organization, they need to understand where the church is going. Because if they don't, then they're going to struggle. So that's, you know, that's an element, the clarity side. But, but usually it's a matter of ideas not being uh, taken seriously. It's that the comm team or the creative team as a whole doesn't feel like they're being listened to. Um, and so I found, you know, there's a ton of reasons as to why that could be the case, just a couple off the top of my head. The first is that um, sometimes the rest of the organization determines the validity of an idea based on the org chart. So that's real. And so uh, the designer typically lives low in the organization. They're not, you know, they're not at the pastoral level. And so if a designer has a really good idea, they're just a designer. And so there's a degree of like elitism that kind of pops up and, and creates issues. Um, the other is that, you know, just pra practically speaking, the designer is supposed to be an executor as well. And so they can't be in every meeting. And so sometimes big projects and projects where really, you know, a stronger creative thinking would be beneficial don't include the people that need to be there. And so the, the designers or the creatives don't, sit in the right meetings or in the right conversations, the right brainstorming, you know, conversations. And so those tend to be situations that, you know, make the creative feel like they're not being heard. Um, and, and so it's this really interesting balance because you, you don't need to bring everybody into the organization, into every decision. You shouldn't, that'll stall the organization. 
but there are certain times where the creative team just tends to have a different perspective on things because they're primarily thinking through the lens of how do we engage the congregation. And so oftentimes it's, it's wise to bring them in just for the reason of they have a really good pulse on the congregation from a different perspective than the ministry leader does. And so there's value in bringing them in on some of these kind of bigger, more public initiatives. I'm not talking ministry decisions. I'm not talking about, you know, what do you guys think about how we should do pastoral care? You know, should we do gift cards? Should we, should we have a, a food pantry? Like that's not a, that's not a conversation that Calm needs to be involved in or the creative team needs to be involved in. But where I do think the creative team really does bring value is, hey, we have a new initiative that we want the church family to engage in. What do you think in terms of how we present that? And so that's where this, this, is, this is really where imagination lives. We want to shepherd people in a direction, now bring in calm, imagine for us a, a way to do that or a methodology. And I think this is where so much complexity comes in. This feels like the pastoral team is giving away the shepherding responsibility to the creative team. Now, that's not what's happening. What's happening is the pastoral team is taking advantage of the resources that they have at their disposal, which is creative thinking, imagination, etc. So when you have that conversation around how do we lead our people toward somewhere, don't lose sight of the fact that it is an opportunity to, to leverage the imagination of your creative team. So that's an overview of this idea of imagination, one of the four cores that is so important for the creative to be healthy. If you want to get a better picture on where your organization is, you want to take the assessment quiz at lunchtimeheroes.co. It's going to be very helpful for you because you'll go through all of the questions and then you'll get a result and it'll tell you, hey, imagination is your superpower. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Or it'll say, you know what? is actually not going so well in this area. And that'll be a little bit of a ping for you to say, you know what? We need to we need to start being intentional about how we grow this area and how we leverage this area of our team. It'll also give you an overarching health score, and so that'll give you a good insight into whether this is the area that is not working or if there are more areas that aren't working. So I would encourage you to do that. Lunchtimeheroes.co, you'll see it. It's on the main screen. There's a pop-up. Uh, it's the main banner, all of those things. I think that's going to be a really helpful tool for you. And if you have questions, reach out. I'm happy to have conversations uh, around it. Uh, sometimes this does solicit the need for more work and kind of more intervention. And so just know that I'm, you know, that that's a conversation that I want to have if that's where you find yourself. But the assessment's a great place to start so you can begin understanding what is this what is this, you know, imagination thing all about? I want some more info. So there you go. Until next week. Looking forward to our uh, chat about skills. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.